I was bullied when I was in, oh. in Florida growing up because it's a very white environment. Um, so you look different. Yeah, I look different. I was when I was eight years old. I was and walking you sounded to different school. at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. I, I knew not a word of English when I landed yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, walking home, and you get picked on by these boys, and they punch you in the gut. And then, and I was telling the story to a bunch of people on stage one day. Um, my dad didn't even know about it because back then you can't complain. You know, I, I'm proud of what I've gotten here. You know, and and how that transpired. You know, my parents took me from China to the U.S. Now I'm back in the Far East. Singapore is more neutral, right? It's the Switzerland of Asia. <laughs> we don't have Big Brother breathing down your throat, right? That's like true. Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah, Singapore is definitely a very good hub. Uh, and Southeast Asia is one of those unknown fragmented markets that people are not uh, sure about. And yet everybody's trying to get in. Just do it. I'm Stephen Cummins, and this is part three of an interview with Anna Gong, CEO and a board member of Perks. Anna reflects on a lot of personal aspects of her life, including challenges she'd had to overcome, including bullying, what keeps her motivated, and the people that influenced her in life. She also talks about challenges for women in Asia, and like all of our guests, she'll give advice to all the entrepreneurs and future entrepreneurs listening. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. Have you got kids? No, I'm, uh, I'm divorced, but no kids. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, okay, so that makes it a little bit easier as uh, somebody with a high-pressure job, but um, how do you keep healthy? How do you find that work-life balance? Oh, I'm um, I'm a big believer in balancing exercise and you know mind, body, and soul, right? And then meditate. Um, I try to meditate three, four times a week. Wow. Um, and on the weekends, I meditate a little longer, but on the weekdays, you know, five, ten minutes, or even fifteen minutes is normal for me. Yeah. Um, I really just believe in pausing for a little bit. You know, I've learned uh, my younger years I overreact to everything, and now I actually just sit back. The fire's burning. Oh, there's so many fires burning. Which fire do I catch first, or <laughs> do I put out first? So you tend to just step back a little and not act on emotions. And so I'm a lot calmer now than I was ever before. So you 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 give things time and respond thoughtfully yeah. rather than react emotionally. Right. And right. it usually leads to a, to a better outcome. Exactly. If you were to name somebody in your life, Anna, who's had a deep influence on your career, whether close to you or whether professional, who might you think of? Um, I think fundamentally it's, it was my dad pushing me. Um, I mean, my mom and dad, they sacrifice so much, right? So whatever I want to do, I have to like do it my best, you know, no complaints. And this whole gender, you know, diversity thing, male or female, I always thought, why even consider male or female? Just pick the best candidate, right? 
based on merits. And so Absolutely. I was just taught to work your ass off. And, um, and But I didn't have that ecosystem of help or mentorship. Um, everything that we've done as a child or growing up, we did it on our own because yeah. our parents were trying to put food on the table, right? And working multiple jobs and whatnot, they gave up their careers to come to Asia. They were very established career professionals um, in their own field in China. But you know, seeing that they gave up so much, and then when I went to California, I had um, met I met a couple of really great mentors, and one actually passed away right before I oh, left um, California. Yeah. Who's that? Um, George Flaherty. Okay. He's actually an older gentleman. Um, I met him when he was in his early 70s. Um, he's founded over 60 businesses in his lifetime. Wow. Like you could think of any, he's a renaissance man, right? Wow. He was a politician, he owned music stores, he owned um, soccer teams, radio stations, TV stations. He, he redid the whole Denali uh, in Alaska and then built the whole tourism around conserving that entire um, foundation. Uh, it's just, and then he was the head of the Democratic Party. He was a mayor. Oh wow! I mean, just like, cool on every. He's cool on every front. Oh, so many. And that's then, an Irish name as well, Flaherty. Yeah, he is Irish. He is <laughs> Irish, and he taught me a lot. Yeah. And um, he was truly instrumental in letting, like, giving me advice on, um, you know, on how to look at life in a different, um, in different uh, light. And then when I. Um, was very down. My mom was sick with cancer during that time, and I ended a, a long relationship. I didn't know what to do with my career. This is when I was in my 20, late 20s, and he steered me in the right direction and taught me how to, you know, look at something beyond yourself. So I got into a lot of nonprofit work with him, cool. and he really influenced me to look at that. Um, and that's how I got involved in quite a few nonprofit organizations with him. So and, uh, yeah, so. It's almost like Tuesdays with Maury, but I have my uh, Saturdays or Sundays brunch with George. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. What personal uh, quality do you think has helped you succeed? Oh, oh my goodness. I think grit, I resilience, uh, because you've been through it all, right? And yeah. so I was bullied when I was in, oh. in Florida growing up. It's a very white environment. Um, so you look different. Yeah, I look different. I was when I was eight years old. I was and walking to school. You sounded different at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. I, I knew not a word of English when I landed yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then uh, walking home, and you get picked on by these boys, and they punch you in the gut. And then, and I was telling the story to a bunch of people on stage one day. Um, my dad didn't even know about it because back then you can't complain. What What are you complaining about? So until actually only last year did my dad hear me speak on a platform in Montreal about the story that He never I, knew. No, he never knew. You must have been one tough cookie. Yeah. One considerate cookie, not to so not to tell your parents. You just can't complain. It's a bit scary though. I hope my I hope my daughter tells me <laughs> if something like that happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fair play to you. Um, if you'd think back to one kind of uh, achievement or experience that made you feel proud or you know, gives you a warm feeling remembering it. Uh, does anything come to mind? One thing that I'm really proud of. Really proud of, yeah. Um, I think the self-made aspect of it. I just persevered in life. Uh, I never take no for an answer. I think there's always room to grow. Uh, yeah. I'm a constant learner. I believe in uh, humility. So it's just. You know, I, I'm proud of what I've gotten here, you know, and, and how that transpired. 
you know, my parents took me from China to the U.S. Now I'm back in the Far East. You know, <laughs> they're like asking me, "When are you ever coming home? Are you coming home?" My sister's dying for me to move back to the States, but Fantastic. you know, now we're we're in, we're global citizens, and uh, I think the digital world is making us closer without having to be there in person. Okay, just another couple more questions for you, Anna. What drives you? every day when you get up in the morning what is it that you think makes you do what you do because you've been, you're, you've been successful for quite a long time you're doing pretty well but you still get up and you're doing something very challenging you're setting hard targets and you're going for it what is it that drives you every day excellence uh, impact am I impacting uh, and growing myself am I setting a bar and the bar is never high enough, right? We're constantly, you know, going above every bar that we set for ourselves. And what's next, right? And so I want to also give back uh, to be able to set a role model for females in tech, cool. especially in deep tech. Um, yeah. There's not enough uh, STEM programs here that nurture and grow and foster these uh, females in the space. So it would be good to finally say I have a female role model. Yes. Um, I've asked many mentees and they don't even know what a role model is in Asia. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's actually very, That's very scary, you know, wow. to yeah. think, oh, I was never taught to have a role model, Anna. I was taught to do it all on my own. I said, oh no, <laughs> we got to teach them that they need resources and networks to grow. You can never grow on your own. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be a fun time in the next few years in Asia. Fantastic. So you're planning to stay in Singapore for, for a good while yet? Uh, until this company exits, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. wow. Um, that's interesting you say exit because a lot of people uh, sell you the idea that they, well, sometimes they mean it, but they want to, you know, do it for the rest of their lives. But you're actually targeting just multiplying the value of the company. I'm very practical. We need some successes in Asia. Yeah. And already companies are knocking on our doors. Uh, it's too early right now, but yeah. um, if we set some right examples now. and then have some successful exits, I think you know you can then talk about it even more so. And, and then people will actually treat startups with more respect. Definitely, definitely. And why Singapore instead of somewhere like Hong Kong out of interest? Singapore's more neutral, right? It's the Switzerland of Asia. <laughs> we don't have Big Brother breathing down your throat, right? That's like true. Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah, Singapore is definitely a very good hub. Uh, and Southeast Asia is one of those unknown fragmented markets that people are not uh, sure about, and yet everybody's trying to get in. And so once you're there and you know the market well, uh, and you're the pioneering, uh, startup team to, to do so, I think it's a good place to be. So that, so that first mover exactly. uh, advantage is very <laughs> yeah. important yeah. in those markets where people are just put off by the complexity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we see a bit of that in Europe as well. Right, right. And, uh, you know, it is, it's been shown, I gave a talk once actually about uh, the, the S&P 500 and uh, statistically I showed that um, they're all big companies, right? But the ones that went abroad, that internationalized earlier, uh, they're doing significantly better than the than the than the the ones in the lower half in terms of when they internationalized. Right. Um, so it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing. Um, would you have any bits of advice? Two or three things that that you would advise if if you were talking to somebody now who'd never started a business before and said, "Hey, Anna, look at all your success there. Um, I'm really thinking of doing X, Y, and whatever it is they're in love with doing." You know, 
you know, as a budding entrepreneur, uh, if a person like that came up to you, what would you tell that person? Just do it. <laughs> I think we we can, t we can talk ourselves out of everything, right? Of course. Um, I had so many ideas burning in my head before as well, and never took the chance. And then a hundred people are already doing what you just you know thought of. Um, and also, once you do it, just stay focused because there's going to be a lot of naysayers and a lot of noise to distract you. And you're going to try to do everything those noises tell you to do so. But stay focused. Focus, focus, focus. Brilliant. On, on that focused uh, point, uh, I'll say thank you very much, Anna Gong, for an excellent interview. Thanks for being on 14 thank Minutes you, of Steven. Sass. It's been lovely. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of Sass. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. In the next episode, episode 89 of 14 Minutes of Sass, we chat with Hande Chilingit, co-founder and CEO of a growth management platform for digital marketers called Insider. We learned a little bit about Hande's origins in Turkey, what influenced her to become an entrepreneur, all her experiences internationally that helped make her the resilient professional that she is today. Crunchbase has ranked her as one of the top three women CEOs outside of the USA. This podcast is a labor of love and I travel all over the world to interview the founders of amazing SaaS startups. I ask for nothing in return from them other than their valuable time. And I never play dirty tricks such as if you get five of your employees to rate the podcast with five stars and send me screenshots, we'll publish a month earlier. I'll leave that stuff to others. Several of the biggest podcasts are doing just that. These episodes are so much work to produce and very expensive without the backing of a big tech company. Do your good deed for today by taking a minute now to review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of the major podcast platforms, wherever you're listening to us.